Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing Loki, Episode 1, Glorious Purpose. So let's get into it with the recap. After escaping the events of Avengers Endgame, an alternate timeline version of Loki is captured by the Time Variance Authority. He is brought to TVA's headquarters and accused of crimes against the sacred timeline. Loki believes that the TVA should hold the Avengers responsible as they went back in time, causing him to end up in this situation. According to Judge Ravana Renslayer, the Avengers mission was always meant to happen, but Loki's escape was not. Following this, Agent Mobius M. Mobius takes Loki to the Time Theater to review his past misdeeds and to question his habit of killing and hurting people. Loki steals TVA tech to retrieve the Tesseract, but gives up escaping upon realizing that the TVA's power exceeds that of the Infinity Stones. Loki returns to the Time Theater and views a recording of events from his upcoming future. The deaths of his adoptive mother and father, his reconciliation with Thor, and his own demise at the hands of Thanos. Realizing that his cruelty and mischief will not lead to his ascendance, Loki agrees to work with Mobius to protect the timeline from a rogue variant of himself. I I fucking love it. I love it. I'm here. This is... This is everything I was so excited for when I came to it. The style of this, this almost Kubrick style esque in the in the aesthetic. It's analog. I love I I love everything that I see in it. Jesus fucking Christ! You know I didn't care for it. You didn't care for it at all. I'm fucking with you. It was amazing. Oh my god! I was gonna murder you. Don't do that to me. Give me a heart attack this hour. This ungodly hour. No, it was great. I actually agreed with Trevor last week when when they first announced like all of the shows that were coming out. This is the one I was kind of like least excited about. Uh, but when we started getting the trailers, I started getting more and more excited for it. And based on the first episode, I don't know, this might top WandaVision for me by the end of it, at least. This did, I think, already do that just for the sake of like what we started with story wise like this what they're bringing to the table as far as like a mythology is so fucking cool. This whole timekeeper multiverse war and, you know, they're setting up secret wars. They're setting up so much awesome shit. The, the multiverse of madness. There's so many things that like last week I was saying, like, I don't know what this is going to be connected to. I don't know what this show is, is going to be setting up. I, I had no freaking clue. I just, it's Loki on wacky adventures. But now you can see what they're building up towards. I mean, you can get Kang out of this. We can get fucking all the all the stuff that's going to happen with Strange could be like built up on here. That that early intro just mm, it was so cool. That Willy Wonka esque animated propaganda. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like the Hanna Barbera ass propaganda from the Timekeepers. I fucking love it. So cool. So cool. And the the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Kubrick mixed together and like all in this perfect analog vibe. So cool. So you get your Doctor Who. It it definitely has it all. It has all those beautiful visuals and stylists and the aesthetic is there. Speaking of Doctor Who, that desk jockey, Casey, even referred to Loki as the guy with the blue box. (laughs) I died. Yeah, I bet. God, I love Casey so much. He doesn't know what a fish is. That was amazing. I'm going to gut you like a fish. What's a fish? How do you not know what a fish is? We work a lot. And just, I mean, the whole, I mean, we all can talk about that one moment when, when Loki looks into the drawer and it's just like, so he, they just use Infinity Stones as paperweights. I mean, that just showcases everything, everything that this universe has been about, that we as the audience are like, 
these are like the most powerful things in the universe are just sitting in this guy's drawer hanging out. Yeah, that guy's got like seven time stones. Yeah, they don't do shit there. They're not powerful things. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, I think it really puts in perspective like the scope of the TVA. Like we're dealing with something in this that is bigger than anything we've dealt with. Yeah, exactly. And like this... And Loki, it, to the point where Loki was like joking that how could it fucking exist? Like it's a, it has to be an illusion, you know. Like I th- thought you said there was no magic. Yeah, there's no magic. It's all, it's all just one big giant world <laughs> and the most advanced technology you'll ever see in your life. Uh, we started out with that shot. That's that's that basically was the Iron Man Tony Stark shot in the desert as you as you rolled into the debris. Same tracking shot, like so. We're getting. I, I just vibe that. Like, okay, we're gonna get a Tony Stark redemption arc out of Loki. Like, that's what this is about. Yeah, that really does seem like what that what they're going for. Yeah. Then we get another kind of therapy esque session. So as I just said, all the all the Disney Plus shows are all kind of therapeutic in some capacity because the whole first episode was a therapy session between him and Mobius. Yeah, some real this is your life vibes. God, I I, I could sit and watch. And again, this comes from someone who's not an Owen Wilson fan. I do not like him at all. But I, I am just mesmerized by every every aspect of his performance in this. He is great. I love him. I love it. I was expecting to enjoy it, but I am really fucking loving it. He was really good with Loki, but I think he was also really good with like Ravana Renslayer when he was like, I'm always looking up to you. It's appropriate. I like it. Like, it it was just a really good, weird interaction. I like the way Marvel does their, like, we're so godly, you know, our, our aliens that are just so godly and so ancient that they just are kind of weird. Like, they got Jeff Goldblum and Benicio Del Toro to play these ancients. You know, they're both, like, their actual characters are, are pretty cl- close to celestial age. Um, and then when it comes to this guy, still like this very ancient, you know, more powerful than any god in the universe, um, Mobius, and he's just like, oh, that weirdness, that eccentric, odd quirkiness that I just love it. When he was talking to Loki, he was channeling really hard, like little league coach vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's a little patronizing, that very, very happy, encouraging, positive. Do it, champ. Wow, you can do it, buddy. I don't think you're the villain. Oh, you, got a, you got no wow. You got no wows. No wows yet. The wow counter is at zero. We've we've received zero wows. You just did one. You did a wow. No, no, I have done a wow. I want to see how many wows get done in this show. Yeah, but you're, 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 I feel triggered. <laughs> um, this is This is a weird detail, but did you catch the soda that Mobius was drinking? He was drinking a discontinued soda called Josta. I think it was the first energy drink mass produced by a soda company. Oh, that's it. Yes, I remember that now. That's it. I was like, I do know this. I remember being like into it during that when that was happening. Like that was I was the main demographic. We were like drinking that shit. I just think that's so cool that like 
obviously since they can just pull things out of time like it's all discontinued shit yeah (laughs) they probably have like the original 3d doritos and they got the the mulan sauce yeah they got infinite mulan sauce they got crystal pepsi oh yeah i remember that shit all the zemas in the world you can still get zemas though because they they re-brought them back a couple of years ago Oh, did they? I haven't seen them. I did not know. They did a crap job bringing them back then because I had no fucking clue. You know, that kind of relates to the MCU because uh, Deke from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. loves Zemas. Oh, that's right. Deke did love his Zemas. Speaking of S.H.I.E.L.D., we got a a nice little focus on Coulson, which I love the perspective, the way they put it. Like, yeah, like this guy, he died and everyone banded together to avenge him and get back at you and you lost. So good job on that. That whole thing, the Loki's entire life is about making the Avengers better heroes. And Loki just kind of like resigned to himself like, fuck, this is my life. You could feel the entire Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fandom collectively holding their breath, though, with that Coulson name drop. Like, come on, say he didn't stay dead. Yeah, just right there. Come on. Just just one more line. Just one more line. This is this is the moment. It's so easy. Nope, didn't get it. Come on, Marvel, throw us a fucking bone here. <laughs> they, they're not gonna. They they did it on purpose. Sometimes when they when they don't say a thing, they're saying a thing. Listen, man, we're getting that shield. I think in a few years they could think about rebooting it, and then they could recast some of the same original actors, maybe, and or you'll get your cameos, and they'll be your homages. And you'll get like an Agents of Shield like Disney Plus show, maybe, if you're a good boy. If I'm a good boy, if I eat all my broccoli, Santa knows he can bring you a, 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 the Agents of Shield series that you deserve. Speaking kind of of Agents of Shield, that whole "What if I didn't know I was a robot?" scene. <laughs> yeah, life model decoy life. <laughs> I really hope that Coulson and Vision never end up at the TVA. A lot of people get a lot of people who uh, don't know they're robots. <laughs> Probably happens more than you'd think, actually. All of the side characters were so well casted. I, don't, I I hope we see everyone again a little bit more. I doubt it. I feel like Casey might be recurring. Casey's adorable. Even but even the, the photographer at the you know at the aura at the aura point, like he just didn't care. <laughs> Going through. So like, what if I what if I am a robot? You're gonna be melted from the inside. Step on through. <laughs> Like ah! <laughs> the hesitation is Loki like passes through just in case the anxiety the the, the full on stress he he actually considered himself like what if I am like shit <laughs> okay let's see what happens did you maybe catch this either before the episode aired in promos or during the episode but if you look at Loki's file that Mobius has it it states that his sex is fluid. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So, so it is official. Loki's officially gender fluid. He he literally is because I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Lady Loki. Uh, the big theory is that the version of him that's killing everybody is Lady Loki. It, it's it's a good bit of representation that's kind of like easy to do, though. It came out like a couple days before the episode. Like there was like a trailer that showed the paperwork and like people were flipping out on Twitter and mostly it was positive, but I saw this one guy just going off about how, you know, it's it's dumb and, you know, represent, representation stupid and, like, why would they change the character like this? And I literally tweeted at him, 
you know that Loki's gender fluid in like Norse mythology, right? Like he's been gender fluid for like a thousand years. In the original canon. In the original Norse canon. This isn't some woke propaganda thing gone wrong. This is original OG Norse mythology, asshole. Gods and shapeshifters can be whatever gender they want, so fuck off. I hope we got schooled so hard by the internet. But this this show has the potential to go a, a lot of places. For Spider-Man, for uh, Doctor Strange. But within a couple sentences, they name-checked multiverse and madness, so... Within one sentence, it was right there. They they said madness first, and then like at the next word word after the period break was was multiverse. So it was all right there. I love it. God, that mythology is so fucking cool. So who the timekeepers? Maybe it's Kang the Conqueror, and he's behind all this, and and thus we're gonna get even more. Because eventually, if this system is to be believed, even if they use Loki to like help him out, eventually he has to be deleted, right? So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that the TVA kind of has to be propaganda, right? Like, yeah, I feel like the this the TVA has to be called out. So I feel like that's a character. The agency itself is going to be a character antagonist in some capacity, but maybe not. I mean, it's it's the most powerful force in the fucking universe, so. <laughs> I don't know what you do with something that big. It's kind of interesting because it seems like the timekeeper's philosophy actually lines up with like what Loki said about free will. They are almost exactly like in in keeping. And I found it ironic that Loki was screaming that philosophy, that it's his choices. And that's why things happen. While believing in that, that nobody that that nobody deserves free will, you know, that they're, that they're dumb and that they don't. They don't use it right, so humans shouldn't be born. Humanity or, you know, free will sentient beings don't deserve that. It, it's <laughs> he's projecting so hardcore, which he also admitted to in his therapy session at the end. We got so much in this episode. It's for being such a you know we're, we're literally walking walking through a the, the front part of a DMV section and the entire episode and. I was elated the entire time. I love that Loki correctly deduced the Avengers time heist. I could smell two Tony Stark cologne. Like, you know what? Like, they're giving him shit, and he likes to be the smartest person in the room, but he is actually very smart. Yes, exactly. And I think that that was also, like, how Mobius said it when he said, I am smart. It's like, I know. And he, he said it seriously. I, he, I know you are. But the thing is, like, Loki can't get over his own ego, so he thought that they came back in time to stop him. When really he was just, he was incidental. He had nothing to do with their plans. No, he just happened to be the, the ruler of that particular, the leader of that particular invasion. But then we, they were so over that particular problem. Yeah, and then and then later in the episode when he sees his death at Thanos' hands, like I think it really put into perspective how he's a small fish. What's a fish? <laughs> he kind of is a small fish and he knows that now. He, he, see, he realized what he wanted was more of his family. And I think watching him have those moments with his father, with his brother, watching his mom die, all that stuff kind of, he went through all this character development in like microseconds. Yeah, he really got the fast forward on his fucking character development. Yeah, and I think that moment, like he realized he was small and it didn't really matter. And he took it both as an insult to his life as well as like, putting into perspective what it was important along the way, like how much he did want those things. Like it, 
And maybe he's lying a little bit just to tell them what they want to continue going through, acknowledging that the TVA is like all powerful. So he has to play along. But I, I think Loki just is as complex as you can get is still feeling the truth during playing it out. And I told you there was going to have a moment with Frigga, like that was going to be a trigger. I don't know how we're get, if we're going to focus on it more, but they definitely made it obvious that Frigga is still a freaking trigger to this version of Loki. Yeah, which I mean, it makes sense. He's a mama's boy. He's not a witch, even though he dresses up like one. <laughs> Let me just talk for a second about the score. Oh my fucking God. I love it. This kind of synth Tron-esque, a uh, little bit of that Thor Ragnarok vibe. I was going to say it reminded me of Thor Ragnarok a little bit. Yeah, it, it's it's that synth kind of like 70s uh, sci-fi the, you know the the beginning of the uh, of the Doctor Who theme with the like that it's that kind of synth work in there I, I love it it's whimsical and very like indie electronica score I love it. I, I, I'm so again this is the first I think this is the first show that Disney Plus announced that they were going to do and I was super excited because this is the one I really I, I've always been a fan of Loki and I thought Tom Hiddleston deserves like a nice focus project. And I'm just so happy that it, it has met my expectations. Exceeded your expectations, probably. Okay, completely. How big in scope this story is going to get and how much we can play in performance and, you know, mythology and these huge, massive forces. Ah, I get all squee. So apparently Loki was always D.B. Cooper. I told you it was just going to be a, a, a background thing that they do. You were right. Yep. And it was on a dare. I love that. <laughs> and all the bills, all the bills that were found was just there that got left behind in the breeze. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was uh, not exactly how things went down in real life, because I think he jumped at night <laughs> in real life. But still love it. I wonder what the bet was. <laughs> I wonder what, what he could have gotten into that. If that's what the bet required. If he had won the bet, like, would Thor have had to be D.B. Cooper? Yeah. Is that how that would have worked? <laughs> okay. Did you catch Mobius's little aside about the nightmare department? Yeah, I wondered if that was going to be... We got two of those moments in there. Like, oh, we got more, more talk about the nightmare theory. And whether just saying that word means that that character will come in. Especially with... Uh, Doctor Strange being what it is. I feel like it was just a cute reference, but the head writer on this show also wrote for Doctor Strange too. So maybe. Maybe. Do they have a whole department for that? It also could just be like the nightmares, like in general. In general, could just be like bad dreams, like the dream department or the nightmare department. Do you think it's ominous that we aren't seeing the timeline resets? They're treating it like, uh, I mean... They're getting destroyed. So those people, like the Mongolian people who are there, are don't exist. Those exact versions of them don't exist anymore. They're they were they were trimmed. Those. So, I don't know whether that's going to be a morality thing. Yeah, I got I've got weird feelings about that because they, they the way they shot it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, if you if you notice, like in the in Mobius's first scene when they're in France, like he sends that kid outside and then he kind of has like a sort of like sad look as the other guy's like, all right, reset the timeline. And I'm just like, how do they feel about this, that they're just kind of erasing people from existence? 
like whole timelines the, in the entire timelines because once that once the thing goes in that direction the entire universe gets built around that so you're destroying an entire universe um or however far the damage was made but that's why there was they were noticing a, a limit you know that when it reaches a certain point like that's when the tangent starts creating new tangents and that's when it gets like it, it gets past the point of being able to control it and you can't just clip one branch anymore and you get like all these others and that's that's what they're paid to do is not not let that happen the point of the agency so did the tva show up after steve returned each stone and just like nuke each branch reality i mean maybe that that's that's what they did afterwards they were like oh he did the he did the job we'd normally do because steve i think was basically doing what the tva normally does and there and so they just let him do it and then when they were when he was done they probably just went in there and did the final detonation that's interesting i want them to go i want them to go more into it because it just no, I, I really hope so too. Because it love seems that. dodgy. The I don't think it seems dodgy. It's it's basically whatever the proper timeline is, but the proper timeline could include odd time travel antics, um, if that's what originally was supposed to happen in the sacred timeline. Steve was very, you know, respectful to the timeline. The only thing he missed was Loki, and that's why Loki is the one variant from all that. It's probably not a good thing that the Loki variant that is the villain is collecting these reset charges, though. No, not at all. Because I assume the amount of power and energy that she's going to be using it against the TVA, I bet. Yeah, I mean, if one can erase an entire timeline, what can a dozen of them do? Against the TVA itself. Dun-dun-dun. Oh, Dun-dun-dun. So, remind me if I'm if this sounds correct, just so I think I have it straight. The TVA was created by timekeepers and isn't it doesn't it go that the tva um cre- like created those timekeepers that is what it implied yeah okay so everyone that works for the tva was just created to work at the tva by timekeepers who were created by timekeepers at the by the tva at the end of the universe if we're going off the comics yeah yes so yeah which is about as Doctor Who as you get. <laughs> it's pretty Doctor Who-y. Very Doctor Who-y, very Hitchhiker's Guide. And again, very Kubrick. That that aesthetic, very Aliens 2001. Very burnt orange. Like a Coen Brothers movie. So we're in Silence of the Lambs territory. It reminds me of very like Mindhunter. Because it's like the police using a, a serial killer to go after other serial killers. So that's what that's vibing to me. Oh, it's so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Disney Plus. Oh, I hate that I love a corporation as much as I love you because of this shit. Yeah, I know. We're we're pretty anti giant corporations, but at the same time, we MCU. <laughs> but okay, Disney, we'll allow you to exist. Thank you. Yes, please, sir. Can we have another? Please, sir. Uh, did you have any final thoughts on the episode? I'm just so happy we got that big giant mythology that they're that we're getting something that it's just so massive to me. I feel like when you play with that something like that, when you when you play with all of time and m- multiple realities and alternate dimensions, yeah, it's kind of big. A multiverse war. I mean, like, come on, it's so cool. I love it. <laughs> it's it's like just like we mentioned last week, fucking sliders. The slider's potential is there, and I'm just—it makes me makes me squeak.
I love multiverse shit. I wonder if what if is going to be like an extension of that, whether what the framework of what if, I guess the, the framework of what if is around the watcher, right? It is. Yeah. So not the TVA, which I'm actually getting a little more hype for what if I, I my only fear is like, I hope that the episodes are our episodes and not like 30 minute episodes. I really hope so too. I was, because we, when we're getting so few of these in the first place, and I get that they're animated, but look, they should be a full hour to explore the concept. So that's not like, then they'd pretty much be 20 minute shorts. Which I mean, you know, we'll accept that as well, but I would prefer something longer form. Yeah. So to do this, I think longer form would be way more appropriate. Hi. Yeah. Loki thinks so too. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's shimmy over into our Star Wars corner and briefly talk about Bad Batch episode six, decommissioned. Did, did you did you like the episode, Jason? I did. Did you like the episode, Joseph? I actually did. I liked this episode. It, there was actually some action, and I, I felt like we were moving the plot forward, even though it, it it probably didn't as more than anything else. We get the Martef sisters from the uh, from the Clone Wars episodes, and which, by the way, how do you feel about the Martez sisters? They're, they're fine. I I think I love the concept of them more than the application of them. I get what they're supposed to be. And I'm supposed to be feeling this like awesome cultural Latina vibe. Um, but I feel like it's a little too much sometimes. I like them. I, I didn't understand all the hate that they got. I'm not a fan of Rafa's voice actress. I don't think that's what's rubbed me the wrong way. Because there is something visceral about that that kind of like annoys me, but I I love I I love the concept of them. I love them very much in that way. And they were used really well in this episode, I think. Extremely well, because it. I mean, you notice that's uh, Ahsoka's droid. Yeah, R seven. That's R seven. So the implication to people who don't know any better is that they're calling like, you know, a criminal underworld place, but it probably Bail. Yeah, I was thinking it was Bail, maybe Rex, but probably Bail. Yeah, could be. It would be awesome if it was Rex, and then we know he's going to get involved in all this because he he needs to get involved. I feel like he has to save record because that's the one we definitely got final confirmation after like episodes and episodes of teasing us that he's starting to say good good soldiers follow orders. Inhibitor chip watch confirmed. Snap of Mephisto. It was the chip all along. It was the chip all along. Uh, yeah, no, it, you're right though. This is this was a much better. I think it was better paced of an episode. There was actually stuff that we cared about happening. Um, the plot with the Separatist tactical droid was good. The sisters were used well. Kevin Kaelner got to put his um, droid army theme in the mix one last time. We got some battle droids. <laughs> yeah, we got that little battle. Did we win? <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> he lost really badly. And now you're old scrap metal. Okay, bye. I like that, we, that the episode took place in Corellia. We got a nice little Corellia shout out. Han Solo is being produced right now. No, he's being, he's born already. He's exi- he exists. He's like 12 years old. That's right. So I hope the Bad Batch continues to be in that direction. And I'm happy to see it. And I think we're going to get some Bale or Rex love happening. I, I mean, we're definitely getting Rex because he's in the trailer. So he shows up at some point. And I think you're right. We'll probably need him to help with Wrecker. Yeah, we got to get those chips looked at. And he knows what's up with them. But yeah, good, good episode. Yeah, good episodes of Loki and Bad Batch this week. Woo!
thank you for restoring my faith and enjoying all this. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.